Hello everyone, welcome back to an all new episode of Soul Sugar Podcast. It's your host, Carrie Rad, with her fiance here, Alex Ailing, aka Alex the Vagabond, mm-hmm. on all of your social platforms. He is back again today because I could not resist. We've just, we have just been having so many conversations in our home about what's going on in the world right now, and I was just like, we need to. We need to make this a podcast episode. Also, I am the only person you can actually have on your podcast right now. True. Unless I did remote recording, but I... It's better in person. It's just it, us. Yeah. And you bring something out in me that nobody else knows how to bring out. <laughs> Not sexually. Well, I mean sexually, yes, but like also just like... Moving on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so let's talk about what in the world is going on right now. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like this last week has moved at an unbelievable pace. It's only been, I mean, five days since the announcement of a pandemic. The WHO made the announcement five days ago, last Wednesday, today's Monday, that the coronavirus and the disease it causes, COVID-19, has now been classified as a pandemic. Uh, It's gone global. It's gone viral in all senses of the word. And the last five days have moved at such an incredible pace. It's been really difficult to keep track of the situation. The hard thing is that it drastically changes every hour. So even if you think you have a hold on what's kind of going on immediately afterwards, you're like, actually, never mind. It's completely different now. And now it's even more intense. Now, you know, now there's a totally different thing being placed into effect that we have to abide by. So new rules, new requirements, new restrictions. Yeah. I mean, judging from, Pretty much every message I've received on my social platforms from my audience, people have a ton of questions. There's very few answers from uh, figures uh, in authority, and there's a lot of convoluted messaging, which is making it really difficult for people to get a clear grasp on what's happening. And I think that that, that not knowing that unknown element is what's causing the fear and the panic and the anxiety well funny you say that because the very first question that i have because i posted on my instagram on carrie rad instagram i asked people to reach out and let me know if there's any ideas or anything specific that they'd like us to discuss in Mm -hmm. today's conversation and one of them was how to deal with the anxiety and the fear of the unknown during this time and that i think that's such a great question because that's exactly what this is all about Mm -hmm. all of us are sort of just freaking out because we don't know what is going to go down now we we're being forced to essentially live in the present yeah, in a in a manner that we have never had to do before in our modern society. I think it's worthwhile just giving a quick breakdown of, of what the situation is in case, um, you know, you as the listener are not as up to date. Essentially, in December of 2019, there was a novel coronavirus uh, that broke out of a city in China called Wuhan and essentially the coronaviruses it's a family of uh, infectious diseases viruses that usually are hosted in animals 
but have the potential to jump species. And that's what it looks like happened here uh, in December in China. So uh, there was a seafood market that supposedly had uh, animals being held in, uh, in the market, wild animals. And scientists are not quite sure which species it was, but they think it's an animal called a pangolin, which is a, essentially like a hard uh, anteater, kind of like an armadillo. Um, and it's popular in traditional Chinese medicine. They use its scales uh, for certain uh, drugs and treatments. Mind you, we're not the CDC, nor are we the WHO, so... The CDC is the Center for Disease Control. The WHO is the World Health Organization. Essentially, there is a new disease. It's a virus. It's called COVID-19, and it's spread from China throughout the world. It's pretty much in every country now, and the situation has gone from one of... Uh, dismissal and minimization to one of acceptance uh, from the figures in authority and that has caused a general panic in the last week here in the United States. And so today we're going to do an episode about our thoughts on it, how we're feeling about it, how we're handling it. We're going to just kind of talk about us being humans and just kind of being normal humans who are just trying to figure this all out too. Because I think at the end of the day, we are not scientists. We're not working in the political world. We're not part of the, you know... We're not doctors. We don't work in the pharmaceutical uh, companies. We are not politicians, like Carrie said. And I think that unfortunately, if you've been following the news lately, this virus has become politicized in a way that it just should never have uh, been. This is not a political debate, um, even though lots of different points of view about the severity of this virus are kind of circulating online right now, from flat out dismissal to, um, you know, like an over anxious panic response and i think that what carrie and i want to try to talk about today is just finding that middle ground of having a measured response without freaking out staying informed without going into full panic mode yep so let's talk about how to deal with the anxiety and the fear of the unknown during this time well Essentially, what, what's happened today in Los Angeles is the mayor, Eric Garcetti, has essentially said that all businesses other than pharmacies, grocery stores, and banks uh, are being closed for what looks like the next two weeks until the end of March, but potentially longer. So people across the United States are preparing to hunker down for a couple of weeks inside their houses and that's caused a lot of um, ugly scenes at grocery stores across the country and across the world now Uh, you know I saw an article a woman in Australia pulled a knife on an elderly person over a package of toilet paper which is just unbelievable and the toilet paper thing really baffles me because it's okay if you don't have toilet paper like you still live I don't get the panic of the toilet paper I really don't Many places around the world don't use toilet paper. For example, in India, um, when they use the restroom, they 
wipe with their left hand and then they wash their hands with soap and water. And like I understand food, I understand water. I understand the, the panic of not having those two things, but I don't get the toilet paper. Also, you know, there's no signs right now that, that this virus is going to disrupt our access to fresh water, at least in the United States. So I don't really get the panic buying of like, you know, every single bottled water in the entire no. store. Neither, yeah, neither do I on that one either. So, but I guess the question you were saying is how to avoid the anxiety. I think first and foremost, anxiety around this virus is caused by the fear of the unknown. And also, might I add, it's normal to feel some kind of way, right? Like yeah. you don't be mad at yourself for having anxiety around this because we're human and this is scary, and so feeling anxious and nervous is okay yeah i mean this virus is new for all humans on earth so none of us have immunity to it um and you know we don't really know exactly how our bodies are going to react to it until we get it so that obviously causes anxiety how do we address it i think by being pragmatic i think that by going and you know preparing for um a few weeks or potentially more than a month of being inside in your house in in self quarantine uh, is if you are prepared for that you're gonna feel a lot less anxious and I don't recommend going and panic buying and, and, and buying everything that you can get your hands on in the supermarket I think taking a long hard look at what you actually eat in a day and um, you know kind of just sketching out a meal plan and then doing your best to get those groceries and also thinking about other people i think that this time can really show the selfishness of human beings and somebody running into a grocery store and taking as much toilet paper as they possibly can is just so self-centered because one not everybody has the money to buy in bulk like that and two other people need supplies so i think it's really important to remember to go into a store thinking about other people too get what you need to feel comfortable for a little bit but also think about other people and help other people where you can i think that Mm -hmm. we can all just really isolate ourselves and not think about other people and not reach out to family members or friends to see how they're doing and i think that right now is a really important time to do that because this is isolating a lot of us but it can also bring us together i've been having more conversations with friends and family than ever before because this is the time where we one have time to do it and two should be doing it and when i say reaching out to friends and family of course i mean over the phone and through FaceTime and, you know, through text message and stuff like that because we should not be seeing each other, but... Yeah, and I think, you know, if you if you look at the statistics, um, you know, young people are a lot less negatively affected by this virus than the elderly. And I think that that is causing a lot of young people to kind of just go about business as usual, including going to bars and restaurants, um... And that is the absolute wrong way to go about this. We have to realize as younger people who are healthier, yeah, maybe this virus will just be a mild illness, but we can serve as hosts for the virus and spread it. 
So if you're going to continue to go out, you're going to go and interact with people or family members, um, you know, you need to be aware of the fact that you might be carrying the virus and there's no real way to know because for young, healthy people, a, a lot of people um, are asymptomatic. So really, you need to kind of just go about your your day as if you were infected, you know, and we have to realize that as young people, we have a responsibility to self-isolate because we could actually be carrying the virus and not even be aware of it. We could be asymptomatic and we could pass it on to, uh, you know, an elderly family member, your grandparents, for example, or you know, your mother or father or somebody who's recovering from cancer. Uh, all of these people are more susceptible to this virus and it's our responsibility, therefore, to self-isolate and to try to flatten the curve, as they say. Yeah, and I mean, we had to make the difficult decision to cancel our trip to New Zealand, and we canceled our trip at the very beginning of all of this happening. Um, before the announcement before of the announcement. pandemic. And I'm so glad that we did. I am so happy that we didn't try to push it. Um, I, I just feel so at peace with that decision because if we were in New Zealand right now and Lanka was at his like boarding ranch and we were like so unsure about if we would even be able to come home, that would have been really, really hard. And the day that we were supposed to arrive in New Zealand, the prime minister announced that they were, you know, essentially had the power to quarantine entire flights if somebody was suspected of having COVID-19. And then the day after that, they announced that all incoming travelers to New Zealand had to self-quarantine for 14 days. And I think the scary thing about what's happening right now is that the situation is so fluid that you can't really make an informed decision because the information that you're making that decision off of is almost already obsolete. Like the situation is so dynamic, it's changing so quickly that you can't really make an informed decision on whether or not to quote unquote stay or go. And as a traveler, it's painful to see just how badly this this virus has affected the global travel industry. Um, and but, so many different industries. Oh, too. so many. The, the stock markets are, you know tanked but as a traveler it's hard for me to say to my audience that you know the best thing that we can do right now is stay home but that's the truth it is the truth and i think that that's brave and it's that it's important as somebody who has a a bunch of people following them that love to travel to to definitely share that and you are doing that i think that that's an important thing that we should all be doing right now and going back to the question of fear and how to deal with that like Two nights ago, I woke up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. next to Alex, and I feel like I have been overall handing, handling this in a... I find the light where I can in life, which is part of who I am, so I'm, I'm finding the silver lining in being home. I'm staying optimistic, and I'm trying to stay calm as possible, but I'm only human, and so this fear of this virus spreading all over our planet is obviously going to affect me at three o'clock in the morning I turned to Alex and I was just like I'm scared I couldn't sleep because I just was having kind of like these in and out nightmares of just like the things that could happen and could go wrong and 
thinking about my family and, you know, just like worrying. And what's really been helpful for me is to check in with myself, like kind of just have a moment where I check in and I say, okay, this is what's going on in the world right now. There is nothing besides what I'm doing, like self-isolating, sharing what's going on with other people, staying informed, prepping where we can. There's not much more I can do right now at this time besides taking the precautions that I need to. And so checking in with myself and going, okay, am I, do I feel okay right now? Like, do I have a fever? Do I have a cough? Like, how am I feeling? And making sure that I'm taking care of my immune system and making sure that I'm staying healthy and that I'm implementing a routine into my life so that I'm not just constantly scrolling the news because that's how we can all just spiral into a constant state of fear is if we're just if we lose all sense of our routine of you know our lifestyle and we're just scrolling and we're just obsessed with what's going on constantly we're not going to feel good and it's not going to be good for our mental health it's not going to be good for our motivation or our productivity or for anybody around us because you're just going to be a ball of stress constantly So those are some of the things that I've been implementing, checking in with myself and setting like boundaries on the news and also um, just creating a routine and keeping up with it. Like this morning we woke up and we both started working. We were like, it's Monday, let's go. And that's what's going to keep us sane in all of this. And that's what's going to keep us balanced out. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. We have more time than ever to learn a new skill and Skillshare has so many different options. I'm definitely going to be checking out more camera work. I want to understand my camera better. I definitely know my way around it, but I want to understand video and film even more. So whether you're returning to a long time passion project or you're just challenging yourself to get out of your comfort zone, or if you're simply just exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. You guys know that I really love their garden classes. So their indoor plants and their outdoor plants. You can learn so much in the gardening world on Skillshare. And because we have more time at home right now, we might as well learn a new skill. I am such a believer in taking your skills and knowledge into your own hands. And that is why I just love Skillshare. And I have a really awesome code for you guys. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two free months. Yes. Skillshare is offering SoulSugar listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash SoulSugar. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash SoulSugar to start two free months now. That's Skillshare.com slash SoulSugar. Now let's get back to the episode. And the next question that I want to talk about was actually from my friend Eileen. And I love this question because I think it's so important. Um, She said... Can we talk about dealing with frustrations when people you love aren't taking this seriously? <laughs> yes, we can. <sighs> Where to begin? Um, it's hard. It's really hard. It is hard. hard, especially since it feels like there's a generation gap here. Yeah. And it's frustrating because the generation that I'm speaking of, uh, I think there's two generations here that are really not taking this seriously. That's true. The super young millennial generation like people in their early 20s who are just out partying still and like pretending like nothing's happening 
I think that's super irresponsible. Um, and you know, I don't want to say you should know better because you're young, but like, Hey, don't do that. It's time to, it's time to self quarantine and to isolate. And, and also there are many of you young twenties who are doing all the right things, but there are a group of young people in college and, and elsewhere that are just still having like party times and and then the other generation that's not really listening about this is, you know, our parents' generation, the older generation, who ironically are the most uh, susceptible to this virus and have the highest fatality rate. But I really think that that has a lot to do with, you know, who you're getting your news from. And I just, I really think that communicating in a way where we are calm and understanding but persistent, sharing the information from reputable news sources, um, from the WHO, from the CDC, that um, is giving guidelines for what we should and should not be doing right now. Uh, you know, just politely send it, forward it via text message to your loved ones or family members who are not really taking this seriously. And, you know, you can you can find um, quotes from people who they may uh, be more prone to listen to who are finally coming around on this and starting to make, you know, the same statements and echo the uh, the wordings of the WHO and the CDC. So I would just suggest finding easy, understandable information, infographics. There's a lot of them floating around. Uh, and, and forwarding those to your loved ones who haven't yet really jumped on board here and, and just kind of persistently but politely trying to um, tip the scales in favor of a more, uh, a more serious response. Another question I got was activities to do with your partner while you're stuck at home and just different ways to pass time and to help yourself continue feeling motivated. For me, one of the things that I've been loving to do is to cook. Um, the Over the last year, I've learned so much more about cooking and how I like to cook plant-based meals and all that kind of stuff. And I've just been learning so much more about it. And so I've been utilizing this time to like spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Just I'm having fun with it. I don't feel like I have to be doing it. I just am enjoying like taking it slow in the kitchen and like putting different things together and just making delicious, healthy meals for us while we're stuck here self-quarantining. How have you been feeling with your self-quarantine life, daily habits? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm really trying to take this one day at a time. I don't want it to overwhelm me. And I know that there's a lot of information coming in. I'm super interested in global events. I, I really think it's important um, as a global citizen to kind of be informed about what's happening around the planet. Um, but with that being said, there is just a lot of information coming in right now and it's very easy to become overwhelmed. So I'm trying to limit my intake of news uh, to a couple of times a day, obviously like kind of in the morning at lunch and before dinner and just kind of checking in 
um, at, to see how the situation is progressing because, you know, it's important to stay informed. But also, I, I want to continue living a healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, I have been on kind of a fitness journey in the last couple of months, maybe the last six months, where I've been really um, adamant about sticking to a routine, which has been something as as a traveler that has been difficult for me in the past. So I made a, a big commitment mentally to just stick to my workout routine. And luckily, um, I'm not a huge gym fan. Like I don't really like going to the gym. So my workout routines have been in the backyard or in the living room. Although I really miss hot yoga. Yeah, but that's definitely not where you want to be during no, a virus pandemic. No, it's not <laughs> at all. Uh, but you can do yoga from your house. There's a ton of good yoga routines on YouTube. I actually just shot a video this morning about a really easy 30-minute cardio workout that you can do from your bedroom, from your living room, from your home. Uh, no weights required, no gym required just uh, you and a yoga mat, but you really don't even need that. So if you're interested in, in, uh, in that video, it'll be live on my YouTube channel in the next day or two, um, youtube.com slash Alex the Vagabond. But I think it's really important that we do our best to continue to stay active, to stay healthy, to stay happy. So, you know, getting a workout in every day, making sure that you're stretching, that you're eating um, healthily, that you are staying hydrated, that you're getting at least eight hours of sleep each night. Um, I've been taking this as an opportunity to read a lot more, um, you know, so I've got a couple of books lined up on my Kindle, which I'm really excited to dive into. Uh, but yeah, I think that this is just an opportunity um, for the world to slow down and to take uh, a moment to think about life in this modern world and, and maybe, you know, God forbid, have a little bit of introspection and think about what we're doing well and, and what we're not doing well. And maybe hopefully after this pandemic clears up and subsides, we can make positive changes and implement some of those lessons learned into building a better future. I think that really paying attention to the opportunity that we have there is was a really good point to make because, and I think that this goes back to the beginning question, which was how to handle the fear of the unknown. And while still staying while still understanding what's going on and that people are dying from this virus, also knowing that in your life and in your community and, you know, there are ways that you can help, but also the way that you can help is to stay home. And mm -hmm. so within that, you are able to find a silver lining because that's what we need to do as humans. We need to find the positive little bits of light that we can and the silver lining. And I think that looking at this as an opportunity for yourself, like if you have been working on a side passion project for a long time, this is your time. Mm -hmm. This is your time to go all in mm -hmm. because you're home now. And so I know there are so many of you aspiring entrepreneurs that listen to my podcast because I talk a lot about, you know, being an entrepreneur and building your own business and 
in reality, like this is your time. Yeah. And so I think really paying attention to that is important and making the most of it where you can while all staying, while also staying informed and, and being sensitive to what's going on in the world, like know within your own space that like, okay, this is this, the silver lining here is you have opportunity. Yeah. I also think it's a great opportunity for us as humans to take a look, a deep, hard look at like our consumption. What are we consuming and how can we ration that? And I know that that's kind of like maybe a slightly extreme idea, but we are so wasteful. Humanity is so wasteful. And I think that now that people are you know, going to grocery stores and buying weeks worth of food, they're seriously having to take a, a good hard look in the mirror. Like how much, uh, how much toilet paper do I use? How many paper towels do I use? How, how many, you know, packets of X, Y, or Z do I use? And I think that this, these next few weeks are going to be uh, a learning experience for all of us, but it can also be a positive one. There's takeaways. Yeah, there is for sure. And I'd say when I stayed home, when I was working from home for years at a time, um, I learned so much about myself. And I know I've expressed this to you guys before that that was like a really big uh, moment in my life where I felt like I became whole because I was under I was able to understand myself more because I had time to think. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what's important right now is for us to all take a step back and think about our lives, about our planet, about the people living on our planet, about our interpersonal relationships, about how we can be happy just being still and just being. And having gratitude for what we have because... I guarantee you, no matter what financial or living situation that you are in right now, there are many other people who have much less than you do. And that is something to to think on, but it's also it, it also should spur action. I recently went onto the Red Cross's website and made a donation. And I think that like that the, the fact that I could give money to the people who are on the front lines who are like dedicating and risking their lives to try to fight this thing even just giving a little bit of a donation makes you feel like you're doing something and i think that that's the takeaway having a feeling fighting the feelings of helplessness yeah And being there for people who need it, like the elderly, and asking Mm -hmm. them, hey, do you need me to go get you some groceries? Because if you're a young, you know, if you're in your 30s, your 20s, like, yes, of course, there are people who have been affected, especially people who have weaker immune systems. But at the end of the day, the people Mm -hmm. who are really at risk are the elderly. And right now, with the world being in panic, they can't go get groceries I saw uh, Very easily. something went viral yesterday. It was like um, some some young runner girl from Oregon. And uh, she, I guess an elderly couple were parked outside of a supermarket, but they were afraid to go in. And she heard them yelling, oh, yelling at her saying, hey, hey. And so she came over and they, they were waiting for the right person who looked trustworthy to go in and shop on their behalf and they gave her a hundred dollar bill and like, you know, their grocery list. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and she went and and did that and i think that those are the small things that we can do every day to help other people through this time trying times because yes we're we are all in this together even though we have to isolate from each other totally we're not going to get through this without we're all going through it together yeah and so you know even just calling if you have grandparents um you know i have my grandmother lives alone my grandfather passed away about a year ago now and um she lives alone and the first thing i did like three or four days ago was just call her and check in and, and see how she's doing um, you know, and making sure that she had everything. She's also, you know, slightly on the, on the more prepared side. So she, she was good. She didn't need me to go and run errands for her. We recently, you know, showed her about, uh, how to order food from, you know, Uber Eats and, and Instacart. So she's a tech savvy grandma, which is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I think that just checking in, Checking in right now is more important than ever before. And staying patient with those family members that aren't taking it seriously or even friends that aren't taking seriously, but also giving them the facts that they need in a, you know, in a here you go, please. And making the the difficult decisions to not allow your friends or family to, uh, to come over. Yeah. You know, and like that's difficult. My birthday was yesterday. I turned 32 yesterday. Uh, Carrie and I celebrated with Lanka. That was it. <laughs> and, you know, um, my mom, she wanted to come over and visit. And she's a cancer survivor. She just finished her cancer treatment. She was diagnosed with breast cancer uh, in the middle of last year. And she just finished uh, all of her treatment. And she, you know, is still in need of uh, convincing of the severity of what's going on right now. And I just had to tell her, like, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to allow you to come over because I don't know. I could be carrying it. And the last thing I want on my hands is the guilt of transmission. And who's really winning in this whole situation? The dogs? Oh, yeah. Puppies are happier than ever before. The snuggle factor has gone up tenfold. Uh, they they get so much attention, and they really are living, breathing anxiety reducers. A hundred percent. Yeah, like Lanka, he hasn't been snuggled this hard ever, and he, you know, he has a pretty high snuggle ratio. Very high. Somebody, can you say what you said earlier? How what? when you were snuggling him, and you looked over, and, and Carrie looks over at me, and she's like, "Lanka is my literal anxiety reducer." Yes. Um, something about cuddling with a sleepy dog that is blissful in his, he's just so, he doesn't know what's happening. I actually read a really interesting article recently and it was talking about how dogs trigger the part of our brain that is the like desire to hug or the feeling when we get, uh, when we get a hug where we receive a hug, even just seeing a dog will stimulate that part of your brain. But if you pet a dog or hug a dog, it just 
floods your brain with that feeling. I mean, I feel that all the time. I can't stop hugging him. Like anytime I see him in any (laughs) area of our home, I'm like, I'm like, I have to hug you. I wonder if it's the same (laughs) for dogs. If they're just like, why is this person like got me in a headlock? Oh, a hundred percent. He, all he ever wants to do is be next to us. Every time he sits anywhere, his body has to be touching us some way or another. Um, also, Wonka has been kind of prepping for a while. We started laughing yesterday because Wonka started digging. He's been digging. A few months ago. Yeah. Well, he's been putting his bones in the backyard. He digs them into a hole and buries them. And so all of a sudden he started, he hadn't dug them out in a while. And like just recently when we were going through this whole pandemic thing, he started digging them out and bringing them into the living room. And we were like, what? Lanka's been prepping for this for like months. <laughs> um, so yeah, just ending it on a lighter note, but also something I really wanted to read at the end of this episode, something I came across online today that I screenshotted. It was from a Buddhist center. They posted this and it just stopped me in my tracks because it made me feel so warm and cozy inside right now and currently that's not that easy to feel so I want to read this to you guys and the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply some meditated some prayed some danced Some met their shadows, and the people began to think differently. And the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed, and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses, and made new choices, and dreamed new images, and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully, as they had been healed themselves." Wow, that's really powerful stuff. And actually, scientifically proven, NASA uh, has measured drastic reductions in CO2 and greenhouse gases uh, since the beginning of, of this, especially coming out of China. So a great, that, uh, that also just reminded me of a great book that would be a great read right now. It's called Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Check it out. It's a perfect book to read right now. That was the the body of writing is from Kitty O'Mara. Well, I don't know who that is, but that's that's what it says at the end of it. But gorgeous piece of writing just stopped me in my tracks and made me feel so, so good. Um, and it's hard for me to feel like that right now from the internet, but we're going to continue trying our very best to share different ways to get through this time. I have been working from home for a while now and have learned different, uh, tips and tricks to make it the best that you possibly can, which I've been sharing over on my Instagram. I'll be creating YouTube videos around all this stuff because that's what I've always created anyways, that we're talking about self-care and, you know, being present and, um, so my content will essentially stay the same. Um, but more relevant than ever. Truly. And where can everybody find you, Alex? Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook at Alex the Vagabond as well as at Vagabrothers. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Definitely come chat with us over on our Instagrams, come over to our YouTube channels and make sure that you're subscribed because we'll be creating more content than ever before because we're stuck in four walls and we have nothing else to do. (laughs) I love you guys so much and I will talk to you very soon in an all new episode of Soul Sugar Podcast. Love you all. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Definitely. Bye.